Turn it down a little bit. That's something to say right here. Hold up. Slow your roll. Get you out of your mind. Out of control, questioning me like I'm a criminal or something. Stole your heart or something, like I'm up to something. You must be great girlfriends, gossiping. Chicks hate on Kobe because he ain't with them. <laughs> Feel me now, listen how silly you sound, suspecting a voice in the background. Come on now, your trust is foul, checking messages down. How old are we now? You probably hate me now like Nasty Diamonds. I'm just keeping it real with you, honest. My silence forgive, I was stressed today. I was shopping with my ex for lingerie for my newfound love. That would be you, no shame in your name. I say it when I want to. Yo, this your boy, Chris J. Listen to episode 11. We're on episode 11, right? You keep telling track of the episode. I I think it's 11. I think it's episode 11 of Threes from the Ring. If I'm wrong, uh, I'm wrong. But yeah, so episode 11 of Threes from the Ring. Dang, man, we we out here doing this. But um, happy holidays. We're recording this on December 23rd. And of course, I got my boy Trail on here. Reasons that, oh, no, Guten There we go. Make sure you uh, get in your uh, language uh, hellos right. But yeah, so we have a very another interesting episode. Just so you guys know, I am uh, watching the Grizzlies versus the uh, Lakers game uh, right now. And on top of it, the uh, on top of it, uh, the Mavericks and the Blazers is going overtime. So I might flip over to that game as well. But we have Listen, a hold on. Luca Doncic is so freaking cold. G. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, Luca different. G. Like it. It's a, it, like Luca is on a whole different level amongst the rookies. That yeah. like it's literally just give and that man rookie. Said, like it's an excuse going around with he played pro for Winter McCarter, but remember again that nigga. See, he's nineteen. He's nineteen, so it's not like he played at a he played at a like a mid tier star level right now. And he's mm-hmm. 19, bro. Big facts. Hey, uh, speak closer to the mic as well, G, because I barely catch you. I thought you didn't want me because, you know, me yelling at him and stuff no, like that. Like, no, you was just a little too far. So make sure okay. the levels okay. is right. But anyway, so we have a decent amount to talk about today. Um, Let's go ahead and get started with the Anthony Davis trade rumors because mm-hmm. compared to the last episode where I say I'm not take honor it that much, it's been catching fire. Shout out to Brandon Minka for the layup. Uh, but it's getting a lot higher the past few uh, past weeks since the last episode. Where pretty much, uh, even though people are starting to overreact with the LeBron thing. Because he went on to have a quote saying, I want to play with everybody that's great. Fuck y'all, man. But... Anthony Davis said a a very major quote that kind of triggered a lot of people in the sense of being like, that's cold for him saying, hey, uh, throwing me 250 million of them teams ain't going to be enough to keep me here in New Orleans, G. Legacy over money. That's pretty much what he said. Legacy over money and that's a statement that can easily get turned to Hey, uh, you better, you got a year, maybe less to figure it out or I want out. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's to me, you know, when we was talking about it, I was telling you like, man, that stuff ain't come out of nowhere. You know, him getting traded before his, you know, the whatchamacallers up. I believe that definitely didn't come out of nowhere. I believe somebody had an ear to it and whatnot. Um, but, uh. What I'm trying to say, but um, it's just where he's going to land. 
because if he like he's not gonna get traded to the Lakers unless the Lakers can put a God status package up. Which for him. they can do. They could do, but you know, you wanna avoid him coming to the conference at all costs. Um also, I'll have a not to cut you off, but I have an argument against that. Mm-hmm. You're the Pelicans. You're trading Anthony Davis, who's kind of wheeled your franchise to the playoffs, what, the past two out of three seasons. Wheeled your t- well, Drew Holiday help and help alone. Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis got you to the second round, but it was Anthony Davis overall beat, that beat the Blazers overall that uh, last playoff round and won y'all a game against the Warriors as well last last year. You lose Anthony Davis, you're not sniffing the playoffs in the, in the West. So, like, like it's not like the Spurs trading Kawhi thing, where it was like you knew you was gonna get an All Star back for uh for uh yeah uh for Kawhi. But and plus, you're the Spurs. You've been the gold standard of the league for like damn near twenty years. So. Yep. So yeah, so it's like you want to make the playoffs, and if not, it's like if you miss it, it's because of a little bit. The Pelicans, you're barely making the playoffs now with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So no matter what package you get, you may not touch the playoffs. At least if you trade them this year, especially not this year or next year, you're definitely not. So that's just how I look at it. Ah, uh, you know. It's just that, you know, he getting traded to the Lakers. That's one thing. That's one of them too good to be true moments. Just like Kawhi getting traded to the Lakers was a too good to be true moment. Um, but if anybody can pull it off is LeBron and Magic when it comes to recruiting and getting people there. It's just the only team they have to worry about is, is um, whatchamacallit, uh, Boston. And when they can't, Boston can't trade them can't trade for him now, which nobody's going to be able to trade for him now. The, nobody has. Right now, nobody has. Because the Pelican's not in god darn emergency mode. So not nobody yet. has the god darn assets to get Anthony Davis unless your name is LeBron James. That's, that's, and you can't. And that's not going to happen. So Yeah, because even the Lakers is not really in panic mode right now. No, nah, they're not in even if they was in panic mode, you still, they have right now, when I mean it like right now, you can't put a package to get him unless you legit get rid of your three young stars, and then there's no point, you know? Absolutely no so, point. So. Because the I'm three-star package, the three young stars, Lonzo, uh, Ingram, and Kuzma, that kills your future. There's no point. Exactly. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, they the best, pa- like, if, if I'm Magic, we already know Lonzo is untradeable and LeBron ain't going for Lonzo not being there by year three, year four of his contract. We, I feel like that's almost a guarantee at this point. LeBron wants Lonzo there. So, and then Kuzma seems like he has a better rapport with LeBron than Ingram. That's why I always feel Ingram's the odd man out. Yeah. And that's why you have those, the the veterans that you picked up and put on one-year deals of KCP, Rondo. I feel like JaVale is safe. JaVale is safe even though Zubac is hooping. And right now he has 20 points on Marcus Hall's head top. Uh, what? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he, like the first quarter he had thirteen. Mm. Yeah, he was hooping. Yeah, Zubak wasn't bad. Like last year, he was really solid, really solid. Um, like, but um, but yeah, that's why you have Javale. The contract is Javale, Mike Beasley, Lance Stevenson, Rondo, KCP, and all of that to be expendable for we know for cap space purposes, but for in case you make want to make that trade for that all star superstar level player. Yeah, I'm, my thing is, you know, if anything was to go down, one, if you're getting Anthony, if you're going to try to get Anthony Davis, like, say for instance, the Pelicans, you know what, after Anthony Davis said he's not staying, he wanted to go to the Lakers, private conversation, what can you give me? Found Magic, Ingram is first, Josh Hart is second. And maybe Contavious Caldwell Pope. I'm thinking if it's Josh Hart, Ingram. You think is like I feel like you have to pick between KCP or uh, Josh uh, Hart or Ingram. I mean Josh Hart solely because one of the two have to be the staple of your bench. And me, mm-hmm. I'm always gonna pick the younger guy. And if I'm the Pelicans, you're probably thinking, okay, like Ingram, I could at least try to build around a franchise around him with Drew Holiday. Okay, let me put some veterans out here with with them and see what happens. Like you already, and plus you have Julius Randle as well, who can, who's probably not mad to be a number, who's happy to get the ball more. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't think he'll be a you know quote unquote. My thing is with Ingram, right? I'm not gonna say he met his ceiling. He, he, he met his ceiling already because, you know, he's one of the players that give him a good night. He he looked like he's got darn top 10 in the league or something like that. Agreed. But it's just that, you know, when are you going to emerge? You know, there's the crazy thing is as much as people say, oh, Bron Hall the ball, who off the bell. Kyrie never dwindled under Bron's spotlight when it comes to his skill set. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love took a back seat. But when they needed Kevin Love in games, Kevin Love never dwindled under Bron's spot. Exactly. No matter whether it was offensively or defensively, Kevin yeah. Love knew knew that. Like people need to understand, like being a number three option ain't necessarily the bad thing. It's just nope. turning your skill set. Where it's just like when you're needed, you 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 take that moment pretty much. Yeah, definitely. I, I believe it the same way. And with Kevin Love. With the thing with Kevin Love, when they needed him, especially when Kyrie left, like Kevin Love was dealing with like nagging injuries and stuff like that. So I understand that's the story of his career, pretty much. Yeah, so I understand why every night you didn't see him, but the nights we did see him on point, Kevin Love was on point, and he he made he he had quiet numbers, quiet Good double double stuff man. like that. So you know you replacing Kevin Love with. Uh, with this team right now, you replacing Kevin Love like he, he got that in Kuzma, and Kuzma will ball for you on a you know. If anything, like I would say, Kuzma and what well, what the Lakers is weird because like in the perfect world, Lonzo's your number two option in terms of like he's gonna have the ball in hand, but Kuzma's yeah. like the if I if if I'm the coach, Kuzma should be undoubtedly like the second number two scoring option with potential to be number one some nights. Yeah. Eric, close my, I mean, Romel, close my door. But for 
you know, for that, going back to Anthony Davis thing, mm-hmm. I would love to see it happen. Because even though these two people are like, they're like, um, you know, two of the top five, and arguably two of like the top three, if you want to put In terms of know, talent, yeah. one and two, maybe. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, you could argue KD and, you know, um, Kawhi becoming three and stuff like that. But what I, you know, what I like to see, it is, it, it is a, the thing is, it's not a guarantee, you know, Braun wins another chip. Because you still got, you know, a person used to being a number one option for like the last five, six years, becoming a number two option. Well, 1B. And, you know, he's going to have to get used to the way, you know, Braun always going to have the ball in his hand. But just what AD brings, not just to the offensive end, but also on the defensive end, which, you know, he got what you would call it for a couple uh for a couple defensive player of the year awards, he got snubbed for him, especially last year. Rudy Gobert was injured a lot, and he ended up getting it. So it was, it was really, really nobody will remember. Nobody will remember Greek. Nobody will remember Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. Nobody. Not really. Not one I, I, like every time I think about it, I'm like, oh wait, Rudy Gobert won uh, Defensive Player of the Year last year. That's how it is, literally exactly. every time. And that's looking back on that, I'm saying like, you know, AD on that defensive end with that Lakers team is going to be disgusting. And and the Lakers could take you know, uh, Rondo out the game anytime now because that nigga's making the offense look messy as hell. Is they winning? They up by one. Mm. Four minutes left. Uh, don't blow that lead. Oh my god, this game on 2K. But yeah, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see it happen. Not just because I'm a Ron fan, just because it will, you know, it'll, it, that's one of the things that's going to make the Warriors look human as heck is having another juggernaut like that to go against them. Um, it's just you know, if what what what's the Lakers gonna give up? And if it's the, the you know one of the young core pieces, you know, and Brandon Ingram is the spendable one. Who else after Brandon Ingram? Is it gonna be a multiple of picks? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be? Um, is it gonna be? You know. KCP on one of them and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see what's gonna happen in the next year. Because the moment, the moment that summer when that nigga declined that god guard, uh, super max, it is, <laughs> it is about to go crazy. Agreed. It's gonna it's be nuts. About to go crazy. It's, it's gonna go gonna crazy. Nuts. Which brings <laughs> like, what if like what other teams? I was gonna ask you that. Yeah, what what other teams should be in the race? Because like we know, like at least if if Anthony Davis remains on the Pelicans through this season, which is I still feel like it's a seventy percent chance, good seventy percent chance he'll make it through the season. Mm-hmm. The Celtics become back in the running because right now the the Lake the Lakers is the sexy pick pretty much yeah. because of LeBron and it's the goddamn Lakers. So. Mm-hmm. What other teams are going to be ringing the Pelicans' phone for Anthony Davis this summer, especially if he doesn't take the max? 
Um, definitely, I know you say this, definitely the Clippers. Because if I say this, the Clippers get AD, that's a guarantee they probably get KD. Like, and I'm thinking the thing that's going to keep people away so from who, the Clippers. But if you're the Clippers, who do you trade? Nigga, they got so much. <laughs> they got so much. Like, Jay when you West, say so much, like, what's so much? Because, like, they got picks. Oh, wait. Shit. Well, they do got the Pistons pick, but that's Pistons is good this year. So, they got picks. They got, they got Harold. They got Tobias. You could give up Tobias Harris for anything. Yeah, of course. If, if, if it means, if, I'll be confident in getting rid of Tobias Harris if if I knew I'm getting either Kawhi or a KD. If I'm confident, that's the thing. You know, yeah, like come on, like I'm giving up Tobias Harris at the sniff. If the if the New Orleans Pelicans bite for Tobias Harris and a couple picks and probably Montrez Harrell and and a, a, you want to give up that you Pat- probably may have to get rid of Shea, uh, Shea Alexander get. Shay okay. Gilgis Alexander. He he a young he a young dude, but okay. It's Anthony Davis. Niggas acting like Anthony Davis in his thirties. The nigga twenty five. So nigga same age as me. Damn. It's Anthony Davis, my nigga. So I'm I'm all for whatever you know packages you can put up to entice you know the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, other team. definitely the Bulls. Chicago. The Bulls That's definitely cool. gonna be in the running. They have the assets. It's just. The, does Anthony Davis really want to stay here long term? Exactly. Um, Bulls. Uh, and also, it, the fact are the Bulls going to put a winning team around him as well? Too. Yeah, but that's that's easier. I think putting a winning team around Anthony Davis is easier because now you just got to get you got you got like Anthony Davis glory. You probably you probably getting rid of Wendell Carter Jr. for Anthony Davis. Yeah, um, the, the ideal yeah, like ideally, like if I'm the Bulls and you have and you you willing to make the trade, then it it's either going to cost you either Laurie or Wendell. Laurie's untouchable. I if, think if, Lori, this is Gar packs we're talking, and they mind everybody's freaking tradable when they got damn mind. So man, I, I'm sorry, Wendell. Wendell is great. Yeah, he's but great. Lori, Lori, Lori. I know, I know, but G, I'm thinking how this Bulls front office thinks, G. I went yeah. over an episode of 10 years of despair. I know how these <laughs> niggas think. I think, I Yeah, so, like, it's very much, like, to them, like, if, if literally New Orleans said we want Lori, a couple of picks, Chris Dunn, You're gonna have to throw some contracts in there to probably balance out that contract too. Yeah, I can't think of because the Bulls literally don't have contracts. <laughs> like everybody's affordable. You may have to put. If you're the Bulls, you may have to throw in another team because, like, because mm. like in a way, you don't want to get rid of Zach Levine. In a way, common sense would be you don't get rid of Zach Levine. So yeah. But Zach Levine is dispendable for Anthony Davis. Yeah, exactly. He's dispendable as well. Like this thing, it's gonna be a combination. You Denzel Valentine there too, because we don't even know what folks at. If I'm <laughs> if I'm the Pelicans, I see Denzel Valentine. Like the fuck? They're like, please just take him. Like I don't even know where. Like G. Like G. It's sad that shout out to Black Lone. But um, 
Yo, Mike Conley different, G. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. If I'm, if I'm the Pelicans, I'll ask like it's, it had to be a combination of either Lori Wendell being the young the young player potential I would want, and then damn, shout out to LeBron hitting that back. Um, and then you have to figure out a way to just balance it out in terms of money. Like picks is definitely going to be involved, but yeah. it's going to be more like. Which young players of value of the Bulls do you want to put with Anthony Davis? Yo, Mike Conley ain't playing with these niggas, G. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like the Bulls definitely be in the running. If I'm the Knicks, hey, blow the phone uh, up, bro. Knicks is weird. I know. I don't know why people still thinking like New York is attractive talent because it's not. Um, Truly not. I think, especially with they. With the owner that they got still up there, I think a lot of time is not going to go. And the Knicks know. is, and the owner of the Knicks did say he, if the price is right, he would be willing to sell them. So I, that's why I mean, the Knicks is weird. Um, that's what I'm saying. Do, Brooklyn's they, the better spot. Brooklyn is the better spot now. Brooklyn definitely is the better spot now. Um, I'm trying to think. No, 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 stop it. I'm trying to think. Um, we always got to put the Warriors in it running. <laughs> How far? The Warriors and Anthony Davis have been linked longer than what KD is- and, uh, Ant- and the Warriors were linked, so I, I won't be yeah, shocked. I it's kind of weird with the Warriors. You get rid of Draymond? It's Dr- literally, Draymond, Clay, and uh, here, take Clay? Jordan. Yeah, you have to, like, if, if look, I'm sorry. Clay, Clay will be happy. Clay's gonna be yeah, you're right. Clay will be a free agent, but in turn, but you could probably do a sign and trade or whatever, or something like that. It, it depends. Right uh-uh. now, shoot. If I'm the Pelicans, I'll probably bite for that though, low key. Yeah, if it was right now, if the if the if the Warriors called and said, "What can we get for Anthony Davis?" and they literally said, "And Draymond, his Draymond Clay. Clay, and mother, uh, you know." Some, some here, here's something. Shit, I don't know. So, pick uh, a pick really won't mean shit from the Warriors, but that's what I'm saying too. Exactly. So, but this is like something. Lakers probably about to lose this game. Uh, they they are gonna <laughs> lose this game. Uh, but but yeah, like if I'm the Warriors, like hey, and they and you ring like as long as Clay and Draymond and deal, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Houston has nothing to offer. Houston. Fuck Houston. Just because James. Literally. Yeah, there's really no other teams, like, honestly, could put up anything to, like, bring Anthony Davis to their team. But, like, the teams we mentioned. But, yeah, Um, so. Yeah, no other team. No other team. Yeah, but uh, definitely yeah. it's 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 Phoenix, starting to heat maybe. up. Phoenix got everything. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to go if I'm gee Phoenix don't even know what the hell they want to do yet. So like Phoenix shouldn't be trying to get no superstar. But um, moving on, let's just move on. So let's talk yeah. about the uh, OKC Thunder, man. They've been going a little bit under the radar because like a lot of times they when you start looking at them, you be like they just lost to so and so. In a weird ass way, like what was it a week or two ago? They they got uh, they they got 
they lost to the Bulls or something like that. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? So, <laughs> or like they'll lose to the damn like uh, Suns or some random ass team. Be like, how the hell did they just lose to the Knicks or something like that? But yeah. like, when you really like, I've been I watched a few games, uh, like over the past couple of weeks. It's a overall like a real they're a really good team. They're like they're being what yeah. we thought they were going to be last year. If yeah. that makes sense. Hey, I look, I know Melo is a, getting rid of Melo is the best thing I can have a team, Joe. Real you turn Melo into Dennis Schroeder. Bro, you turn Melo into a winning team. A team that's on a current win streak right now that is hot. You turn Melo's shots into Paul George, more Paul George shots. It's 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 a good situation for them. Um so I just I just I I would say it again. I apologize to Paul George. I will continue apologizing to him. The funny thing here is, he is he. I'm telling you, he's in more of an MVP conversation than Jotic is. Uh, and Tobias Harris is. Uh, Whoever puts Tobias Harris in the fucking MVP conversation needs to get slapped. Look, don't play with G. Don't play with that damn conversation, people put, G. People put Tobias. If you say Charles Barkley, G, I don't want to hear. Thing about Charles Barkley says in regarding basketball, man, I really don't. It is, it is Sir Charles, sir. Really okay, sure. then he. Why are we bringing up his what he got to say? G, the man is wrong most of the time. <laughs> the man still believes the Warriors will lose championships because they are a jump shooting team. Yeah, that is true. Exactly, like that. That narrative died years ago, man. Come on now. Yeah, that narrative did definitely die years ago, and jump shooting teams became the norm. It's the meta of the league, literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, come on, man. Charles Barkley and his damn flunkies hey, couldn't shut the hell up, man. It's a good game, <laughs> man. I wish I could say the same for you. Oh, uh, but I got a flunkies. Do you guys want He's some playing grapes? out his mind. Westbrook is slowly becoming the number two of that team, uh, which is. Not a bad thing. No, like, it's not. It's not. It's, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, you know, he is the highest paid number two of all time. Yeah, um, but, but like, in a way, you could say he's kind of what I would have envisioned what Lonzo would be, should be for yeah. the Lakers in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, definitely. if I'm the Lakers and, like, despite no matter how the season goes, if I'm Magic Johnson and if Luke Walton's still the coach, I'm walking up the lines and being like, "Look, next season, G, we want like I'm showing you West, I'm showing you Westbrook stats and being like, give me this, not exactly these crazy ass numbers, but I want you to be this. Like, you don't need to give me like freaking twenty be- uh, shot attempts, but like, yeah. give me like twelve shot attempts." Up your three-point uh, percentage, which is very much doable because he's finally going to get some practice, actually play basketball in the offseason, barring injury again. But on top of that, like, Sean Westbrook be like, this is what I want you to be for this team. Do everything. Set us up. Be aggressive. Set the tone. And then, like, that's what I want you to be. Mm-hmm. But, like, Westbrook is literally realizing that he don't need to score. That he finally has a really good team around him, yeah. and that Paul George can literally do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, 
and he's even better when you have him when you're the one passing the ball, setting him up, and all of that. Yeah, like he's realizing it, and Westbrook is becoming a way better player because of it. Exactly, like um, a way better player because of it. Stephen Adams actually getting rebounds. Yeah, like gee, like the other night when they when what was it? Paul George had forty and uh, twelve rebounds. Uh, Westbrook had, Westbrook had like near twenty rebounds, and then uh, and then even Stephen Adams had like twenty rebounds and twenty yeah, points. 20 I was like, "Yo, what the hell?" <laughs> like, and that that's that can what, and that's what that team can do. So like, for niggas saying, you know, other than the Warriors, the Lakers' biggest challenge is going to be uh, the Rockets. And to that, I say no. Even with a healthy Chris Paul, to that, I say no. It's OKC. And OKC is literally the Warriors' biggest threat because they think it is think it's about OKC. Even last year, they were a really good defensive team. Even after Robinson got hurt, they were still a solid defensive team. Mm-hmm. Oh, Robinson's still not back yet. Yeah, and which is gonna him coming off the bench? Either coming off the bench or starting, whatever they want to do. Exactly. But no, they they OKC. Trust me, after the All-Star break, people are going to realize how that that team is, how good he is. And if they underachieve in the playoffs, it's that coach getting fired. They, <laughs> the, the they, getting I think fired. they just gave that man an extension. Or they re-upped him for next year. God dang, bro. Yeah. But um, I don't think that coach But um, he, he, Whatever he did, he told Westbrook something because Westbrook figured it out. Yeah, you're right. So he did something right. Yeah, he definitely all right. Yeah, like, um, but shoot. yeah, like oh, but like honestly, like I believe, like I'm, I'm not, I'm trying not to ride the uh the train too high on them, but like yeah, they, they, they looking legit though. Like they're being the team that. That can legit like that, even though like the once again the Lakers is everybody's sexy pick, but like they're that team, and even the Nuggets is the oh my god they they have the best record it's in the league. Team so that nobody, this the team that nobody thought about that came into the league except for people who actually knew the Nuggets got some decent players. Oh, mm-hmm. because they the best. It's like the Rockets last year. Like they the best team in the league, but nigga, we know it's playoff time. That's the like, difference though. The Rockets were of- dominant. This Nuggets team just don't Raptors, scream dominant. The Raptors, I meant the Raptors. Oh, okay. When they was, they was, they was. And then I also I hate to be that guy, but I also believe that regular season basketball don't mean anything sometimes. In terms For of certain teams. team, really, like because the Rock, the Rockets, yeah, they did that, but James Harden didn't get what James Harden wanted in the playoffs. If he did, he wouldn't average forty. Like real talk. Um. But uh, what I about to say? But um, for for um, for OKC, I, I I'm loving what they I'm, I'm loving the team, and it, it it definitely grew on me. I tell you that much. It definitely grew on me. Um, and I wasn't paying attention because you know that slump that they did have. Yeah, because it was like the first week, first two weeks that like, and remember Westbrook was hurt, yeah. but like. They started like literally at like by the like second third week of the season they started getting rolling again. Yep. 
and it helped. Cause I feel like even Westbrook being hurt the first few weeks of the season was a blessing in disguise as well. And even a lot of people say that because it's one podcast I listen to, Hoops and Brews. They said they believe like Russ saying like he's he's able to see every like he's on the bench and he's seeing niggas prosper without him. He sees Paul George in a way like oh okay this nigga like he's not KD but like on any given night he can be on that level if I set him up to be to that level and he's able to see Dennis Schroeder and be like okay like this nigga can ball with me. He sees Stephen Adams be like, you know what? Okay, Stephen Adams like, okay, maybe I should let you rebound more. Okay, maybe I should set Stephen Adams up to more than just get my offensive boards that I miss from my stupid ass mid ranges and shit. Or and then see Jeremy Grant is actually a really good improved over the off season, who's also a very underrated part of the team's success as well. So like, mm-hmm. Westbrook probably starting the season. Hurt probably is a low-key blessing to the team because I feel like it helped Westbrook understand, like, how to properly use everybody. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, I feel like, in a way, like, long-term OKC, like, I I could see them as the real threats to the Warriors this season than, than any other team. Like, yeah, the, like I said, I believe in the Lakers solely because LeBron is there. And also them with a younger team, with a younger team, and them younger and them young niggas have potential. Each of them have potential to be to play at an all star level. It's just we need to see it consistently from all like consistency from all three playing well at an all star level together, like last year when they show flashes. And plus, one thing I would say, they're not scared of the Warriors either. That now, they always get up for the Warriors, yeah, especially like, me and like. Yeah, Brandon Ingram, and then even Lonzo has the test of going against one of the best, po- the best point guard in the league. So, like, you, like it can make a break. Like, hey, okay, uh, all right now, but let's yeah. let's move into our Christmas predictions now that we're kind of talking about the uh, Warriors and Lakers. So let's just start off with that game in itself. What what are, what are we looking for, G? What am I looking for? The score, okay, the score I know Warriors by 10 just because they are a well-oiled machine. And the Lakers are still not there yet. Um, I would say, to tell you the truth, uh, I'm looking forward to see, you know, this is the game to say who's going to step up the most. Uh-huh. And who's who's going to show, like, yo, I'm definitely need to be untouchable in terms of, you know, trading before the um, trade deadline. Cause that that's what they're gonna gauge. That's what Magic Johnson. That's what Walt, the the GM. That's what they're gonna gauge at, and they're gonna hell. Tell. Even Luke Walton's gonna be uh, looked at in a spotlight too. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, for the Warriors, the Warriors is just like you know, just compete. They're gonna play hard because it's LeBron. Mm-hmm. And I don't like even if the Warriors lose this game, it's not a oh, what did this mean for the final situation? Because it means nothing. Because uh, it's the Golden State Warriors, and if KD felt like dropping fifty, he'll drop fifty. So, speaking of which, uh, Steph Curry gamed the Clippers and then proceeded to drop forty four on uh, everybody head top. Shout out to Pam and beating you in the fantasy league. And fuck um, Pam, man. 
<laughs> if you listen to this, no, not like in that disrespectful way, but like you beat me, G, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> you got a hold. Um, yep. what I'm about to say, but yes, uh, I for that game was just to say, you know, we gauging what the Lakers can do against a legit, a legit team, like you know that Raptors team. Kawhi was injured and he didn't play, so I'm pretty sure we don't really care about that. Any other team in the West, I don't really care for. Like the team, the time they went against the Rockets, it was legit. The refs did not want them to win that game. I'm not a conspiracy. It was a few legit. like the first game, literally. Uh, Brandon Mean got played. mad. Like the Lakers yeah. was getting momentum, and Brandon Mean became a bitch. But also because James Harden and the refs. Yep. And then the second game was literally James Harden and the refs said, "Uh, yeah, yeah." Uh, you're going to take this in. You ever got shot out the game from three free throws? You want me to do it again? Um, <laughs> they're not going against the Celtics yet until February, I believe. February or early January. I mean, late January. So the teams that you want to see them go against and will gauge, you know, they go top caliber team. It's, it's, it's the, the first thing is the Warriors. Uh, okay, I don't know when the next time they go against OKC, but OKC. Is I don't think they even played OKC yet this season. Like the but most that, of the best team, like they don't really play it. Some of the like in terms of the best team in the West that they played was the Nuggets, and they I remember they beat Warriors. the Nuggets. They played the Spurs, and I think they're done with the Spurs. Honestly, right now they they played the Rockets twice, so they probably got one more game against the uh, the Rockets, but they got to play the Warriors. Four times and four times, which includes their Christmas game. They probably got to play uh, OKC three more times. They still got to play Dallas. They still got to. Mm-hmm. I, I think they got two more games against Dallas or one more. I forgot. Um. Yeah, it's like yeah, like right yeah. Now. In terms of the best teams in the East, I feel like they still got one more game against the. Uh, the Raptors. I don't remember them even playing the Celtics yet. Which, so with they, that, no, they that, didn't play the Celtics yet. They yeah, so the they still got to play the Celtics. They games two games are late in the season. I think one in February and the other. Yeah. See. Uh, and then did they play the Bucks yet? Uh, no, I don't think. Yeah, so. they got to play the Bucks. Philly too. We got to see how they. Get yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. Like they still haven't really like the second half of the season's. Like after Christmas is when the Lakers schedule gets really, really tough. Like mm-hmm. to some people, this is probably like they, like if he was the judge, probably like a easy portion of the schedule, and like it's probably a blessing. Once again, I'm probably overusing this term, but like it's a blessing for the Lakers that they got through a good portion of the growing pains now, because now your season. It's like, all right, uh, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're fourth in the West now. Can we hold it or are we, go- are we going up or can we at least hold it? Because you don't want to go further down. Like, you want to stay in that top four in the West in my book. Yep. My book too. So, uh, which I think is like, come on, you know, who's going to be three? So, uh, Lakers, I mean, Warriors. Rockets is probably be fifth seed because of the whole. Chris Paul I don't thing. see the yeah. I don't see the Rockets getting anywhere past five, especially with Chris Paul hurt again. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's going to take James Harden averaging forty and uh forty and forty and free throw attempts as well uh, yeah. to 
get get past five. But like I don't see them going I anywhere. Yeah. So But yeah, like honestly, once again, I strongly believe Denver's gonna fall fall further know, down. When IT come back, bro, it might be a different thing. Hey, fuck IT, man. You talking about... I, look, man, we're going to... It's 2018. Seven days into the year we of 2019, we going into... And you you talking about IT like it's 2017, my nigga. No, bro. <laughs> no, man, ain't it, G. No, bro. No. Let's respect on the young God IT, man. No, folk. That dude, bro. No, man. No, folk. Ain't it. But it ain't. So, like I was saying, so I don't like Denver. I feel like they're gonna make the playoffs, but I don't see them remaining in the top four. Like right now, I feel like Golden State's going in because Boogie Collision Course, he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's what coming. I tell you, bro, it's Boogie Cousins. Yeah, he's coming. So uh, yeah, but I like. I feel like either the Bla- is it gonna be between the Blazers or the Clippers? Rounding out the top four in the West. That's how I see it. Because I feel like Denver's going to slip up, slip out. I feel like they are. It's, it's, it's going to happen. I know this team too well. But anyway, let's look at other Christmas games as well. But uh, Oh, I didn't even get my prediction of like... Uh, so, uh, I feel like it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a close game. And... One minute and 50 seconds. Which is kind of how the Lakers just lost. They lost in the last uh, two minutes. Uh, but I would say my heart wants LeBron to win and Lonzo to shut Seth that down. But the nigga who loves basketball and you know you can't doubt the Golden State Warriors in big games in the regular season. And this is yeah. one of their the games that they're going to be like, all right, now uh, that's what these niggas asses because yeah. they like they literally used what they the Clippers as a look. Uh, Lakers, this is what we're about to give you these hands. Yes, we we only won by two, but guess who had a lot of points? Steph Curry, he's awake. Um, don't play. So yeah. I'm gonna go Curry. with yeah, I'm gonna say the Warriors win by five. Yeah, the okay. Lakers win by. I mean, the Warriors win by five. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Lakers end up winning either. But it's going to be a I close game. Shocked. It's going to be a close game throughout. I wouldn't be shocked if they win either. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So I, I would. I, I'd never be shocked if LeBron, you know, overcoming the odds, even though the odds isn't going to stay worse. I'd never be shocked at that. Yeah, I'm happy, you know. So anyway, that's uh, that's the early. The first game is the Bucks versus Knicks. Who gets okay, Greek Freak runs through the whole entire team. Whoever thought of that, Gee, get hurt. Th- that should be the Raptors versus. That should the be Bucks. the Raptors versus the Bucks. It's, it's like, come on now, G. Like exactly. Kawhi got traded before or after the uh, schedules were released. I don't know, but either way it goes, I'm not. Even yeah, with like, the schedules like, being released. What you thought the New York Knicks was about to do? <laughs> exactly. Like, G, Porzing- like, G, you knew way ahead of time Porzingis was not going to be back. Yeah. Come on now. But 
Yeah, Greek Freak going. Greek Freak is going to have sixty, and and they at Madison Square Garden. So (laughs) on Christmas, the ball out except for New York Nick and Madison Square Garden. Exactly, man. So, um, second game is going to be OKC versus the Rockets. Mm -hmm. OKC Uh, wins by uh fifteen. Yeah, I'm shoot fifteen. I'm saying like thirty six, because F James Harden. All right, but then this is probably going to be the best game of the night. Uh, Sixers Celtics. Yeah. If this, Al Horford literally don't shut down Joel and beat again, I don't bro. think Al Horford's even back yet. G. Niggas, bro, I was reading this thing, bro, about like the problems with the Celtics, and somebody said the problem with the Celtics that Al Horford is one of the is their best player, bro. Al like, Horford is a very G. I give Al Horford a lot of flack. I do. But, like, Al Horford is kind of like... Oh, Al Horford actually came back tonight. So, I take that back. Al Horford will be playing. And they won. (laughs) Al Horford is a bad player, bro. In terms of, like, all around, bro, yes. Yeah, he's very important for what they do. Like, Al Horford is extremely important for what they do and what they need him for. And so... I feel like Jimmy is what the like when we were talking about this game, yes, the first game. Exactly. I said they need perimeter scoring because Embiid can't do it on his own, and Ben Simmons don't want to do it. So I feel like Jimmy makes a hell of a difference. And yeah, in terms of in terms of like containing, because it's not so much of you know you only got to contain. I'm gonna keep it real. You only got to contain Kyrie Irving in the fourth quarter. But um, and hope that jersey doesn't get on top. Yeah, that like, even if he have a good game, it's the fourth quarter when Kyrie Irving really kill you because it's like, and I don't believe in the clutch gene, but like Kyrie Irving in the fourth quarter sometimes become unstoppable when it comes to you know finishing under the rim. Like it, it's it's actually quite scary if you watch his close games and watch what he do to teams in the fourth quarter. G, it's different, um, and it's like yeah. it's like the Celtics play entirely different. It's like the fr- first three quarters is like we're team ball first, yeah. and yeah. And then that fourth quarter is like Brad Stevens yeah, says, Kyrie, do what the hell you want to do. And Kyrie and he, says, Ooh. And he dances. It's not like, you know, when you look at – that's another person who doesn't get calls like he's supposed to because he goes at the defense when it comes to, you know, finishing under the rim and stuff like that. He goes. So, yeah, but um, I, was, I get he doesn't get the calls, but it's also the way he plays, the referee is probably not always – because, like, Kyrie's very finesse. Like, he engages contact, but it's not like he avoids it in a weird way as well, whereas, like, it don't look like he's getting fouled, if that makes sense. Because you don't very see Kyrie just run into somebody, and then next thing you know, he's on the ground, and, like, where's yeah. my call? <laughs> it's more like Kyrie dances around you, and then he makes a crazy-ass layup, and he's like, how the hell did he do that? And it's like, he didn't get touched at all. But you see it and like, oh, he did get tapped on the hip. Maybe I should have caught that foul. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I believe uh, though. I think Philly gets this one. Yeah, Philly needs this. I feel like I it's a like they're good, and like if I'm in B for one, you want vengeance on Al Horford for making your life yes. hell. But also, this is why you got Jimmy Butler as well. Mm-hmm. This is why you got Jimmy because 
you know you don't have enough like as currently constructed you guys don't have enough to beat them and not does Jimmy don't only just helps offensively but defensively like you have somebody who can go up against Jalen Brown Tatum and at times guard Kyrie if you need him to guard Kyrie you know and it's, this is also one of those games for Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons has been doing really, really good as of really good. It's one of those games for Ben Simmons going to have to be what we project him to be, what his ceiling is. He needs to be like aggressive that. all night. All night. If they if they going to play you like, oh, we out the gym, we, all we got to do is guard you like two feet away from the rim, then play like that, yo. Just keep going and keep banging, keep banging, keep banging. Because um, the more you keep doing that, the more the offense going to gonna open up and the more you can be that playmaker that you know that we love so much so anybody okay i believe joel and b is gonna have a tonight even even if everything's go bad it's just joel and b mm-hmm. um so i say it's gonna be a, a beautiful day i gotta make sure i get home to watch that bro that get, uh, gee we're still gonna be way all at work three four thirty it's a four thirty game yep Man, Leo gonna have to hold that. I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast, Leo. I'll probably be long gone from that job. Uh Leo, you in the in the you gonna have to hold that. Um but uh because I'm keeping my phone. I'm making sure my phone charged like Christmas Day. Um but yeah. So yeah. Um, I'll be cleaning dialysis at that time. Probably. But yeah, um my bad. My prediction, uh Philly up wins by like seven. Final second stuff, Joe. Defense pulls out that game. Okay. I'm going to say Philly by 12. Okay. Yeah, Philly by 12. Um, We already did Lakers versus Warriors. Um, Yeah, so the last game is, yeah, we we will have to make sure we rush home for the uh, Lakers-Warriors, though. But we we all taking lifts on Christmas, so (laughs) we'll at least miss the first quarter. But um, Blazers and Jazz close it out. Do we do we care? Watch. I'm about to play my game, nigga. Nigga, I'm the one. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the non rookie of the year. What's his name? Uh, Donovan Mitchell. I'm, nigga, I'm not about to watch that dude hit five for thirty three. I'm mm. good on that, Joe. All nigga, right. Nigga, drop forty. Christmas Day, beautiful game. Blazers win by like twenty two. Like I'm not. I'm not. Bro, people were sold on the Jazz this season. G, like they was on the up and coming. Everybody got a whole thing. Bro. I told y'all about that. Like, Hell, the Nuggets yeah. is kind of making me change my thoughts on them. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. You there? Bump that thing, y'all. Yeah, like, I don't even know why you said that. Ain't no, ain't no Christmas game about the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more game. Uh, As somebody who picked these goddamn games just thought some teams are just going Blazers is always going to be a good regular season team. Yeah, but you and, and they're fun to watch too. Like at you least like, anybody but the Jazz. Joe. I don't care if they was number one in the West. Nobody want to see a game in Utah. I don't even want to see a game in Portland. That's this so is going. Gee, the funny thing is, it's at Utah. This is going to be the no. biggest event of the year for them. <laughs> gee, it's Christmas. Gee, everybody in in, in Utah is going to go to the Jazz game. Christmas. They freaking Mormons out there in Utah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, never mind. See, I take that back. 
Still the well, biggest thing that happened in Utah. <laughs> Still the biggest thing that happened in Utah. The biggest thing that happened in Utah, except for the uh, the harvest. You know, the harvest is real big out there. Mm. But, um, yeah, my nigga, uh, bump that, bro. Uh, so Blazers you- win by, like, 15. Damian Lillard drops 40. See, Damian McCullough's 23. They All did right. that thing to them. I'm going to say... Uh, a part of me feel like the Jazz may upset, so I'm gonna say Jazz uh, win by seven. Donovan Mitchell, no, no, Ricky Rubio <laughs> is gonna have a career night. G, I feel like Ricky Rubio go give Dame hell, hell, and get that man like forty and ten. Okay, <laughs> this is just me just being a little different. But let's move on 40. to uh, wrestling. We actually have a lot to talk about in terms of wrestling. We so, do. This past week on this past week in wrestling. Oh yeah. So we have the Vince Vince McMahon tease that it's a things will change in Raw. We got we was like, oh okay, what can happen? We're curious. I left work tuned to Raw from jump. You don't get that often. <laughs> yeah. I've not tuned in the Raw first hour in a long time. Me a long time. Like, willingly was like, oh, I'm about to watch Raw, G. Like, mm-hmm. it's very rare. But on that note, I'm going to say this. I tuned in. Both me and Daytra tuned in. Had our headphones mm-hmm. in. His uh his stream was a little faster than mine. I don't know why Sling TV got to be like at least a minute behind. But, hey, y'all work on that. But this big man pretty much says we're going to uh change things the WWE universe will run things we're going to see uh new faces and matches and get opportunities and stuff like that and that the entire McMahon family plus Triple H will be a united front of change and that they're going to listen to us and things will change we're going to get new champion new fresh faces and stuff like that so we so in my mind I'm expecting okay Strip Brock Lesnar of the belt. That was a dream deferred as soon as I thought of it. But hey, it doesn't hurt to it doesn't hurt to uh, think like that. But it hey, does, man, it doesn't hurt to have dreams. But nigga, no, exactly. <laughs> but I knew it wasn't going to happen. So anyway, what we get instead in the f- uh, first thirty minutes, we get Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. I feel mm-hmm. like I've seen this match before, but <laughs> but anyway, but guess what? Instead, I get what what the match last night, the night before, which is Braun versus Baron Corbin the night before, but in a disqualification match. But with Kurt Angle beat, getting help from the same people who helped Braun Strowman win, beat the hell out of Baron Corbin again, which is deep, which is, hey, they listen to the fans. We get to see Baron Corbin beat the hell out of people, man. So, in, in that, okay. In defense of WWE, that was a cheap way to get the crowd turned. Pretty much. Which is, I understand. Does a good job of generating heat. He did a really good the heat promo of just talking smack and stuff like that. But, you know, throwing slight shade. Um, another thing, it is very, very impossible to see the McMahons, ex- triple, uh, excluding Triple H, and including God Don, Shane McMahon, as faces. So them saying, you know, we're going to rough things up. You know, I, I look at that and be like, are you? Nigga, you hate us. 
you are the biggest heel. This man is the biggest heel in the company. And that will, and, and you'd think I'd be only saying that in got down 2000 or early, I mean, late 90s. Nah, that nigga's the biggest heel in the company still. And reason because of that is, you know, the way things been booked and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, I liked it. I, I liked it, that episode of Raw. Mind you, it did feel like, it felt like a good episode of Raw. It wasn't amazing. But it was, I I do like the seeds that they plant of teams, especially with the tag team division on both of them, before we get to the and stuff. But especially, like, bringing the Ascension back into the mix of, you know, nigga, they are one of the best tag teams in the world. So definitely, you know, that made me happy seeing that because... They're one of the best tag teams in the world. Ooh, I'm going to mm-hmm. again. But they're one of the best tag teams in the world. So I'm I'm happy in seeing that because it was it was disrespectful when we you know when we don't see the uh, the um, did I say the ascension? I meant to say the um, revival. That's what I was about revival. to sound like. The ascension probably about to get a future endeavor. The revival. Uh, also, giving us matches like uh, who did Tyler Breeze go against? He went against uh, Dean, if I recall. Stuff like that. Stuff like Tyler Breeze in the, on the internet community is really, really like, I don't want to say over, but, you know, people love him because it's Tyler Breeze, Indy Darling, stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, did that not? But um, me personally, what I'm trying to say, me personally, what I'm trying to say is I like what they do. Even if you give us everything but the universal title, something that, you know, the fans want. Like, what they're doing on SmackDown, SmackDown always ends up being a freaking A-show in some parent way. But what they're doing on SmackDown is really, really good when it comes to Mustafa Ali mm-hmm. becoming like... But before we get too in there, I want to also uh, finish my thoughts on Raw. But yeah, but yeah, like, I really... like I, Like, it was a good episode, and... I would say I like the idea that they did have a championship scramble for uh, for the women's uh, number one contender because it for yeah. one sh- it allowed sh- everybody to showcase something. Mm-hmm. Like shout out to uh, Bailey being in there for like most of the match, watching everybody, and then Sasha making Natalia look good. Kind of tough to do. Natalia, amazing. Yeah, I know, but still, you put on a you made Natalia look like oh maybe. She can at least give Ronda some go. But do I really want to see Ronda versus uh Natalia? I, I, I don't think I don't think you do. Exactly. Like like going into that, I was like, oh, either we're gonna have either Amber Moon, Bailey, or Sasha is gonna win. Going mm-hmm. in. That's what I thought going in at least. So but it was I like that. It was a good way to once again get all the women, like, it made me, rem- it reminded everybody that Raw has a very good women's division. Yep. In ter- especially in terms of overall talent. It's just, once again, being used pretty mid. Because you have Ronda goddamn Rosie there, and you refuse to really showcase everybody properly. And you yeah. tag team the uh, the best, your best performers. <laughs> exactly. So you keeping her keeping both of them away, but overall, like Raw was good though. Like it was good to see 
Dean versus uh Tyler Breeze. It was also dope to see like just various talent and also I like that they're teasing uh in a way they use Vink they're bringing back those promo teases where it's like, Oh my god, so and so's coming back. I miss that about wrestling, G. Like, I'm not always in for the oh my god, uh surprise releases because like in in a way it got a little dry, if that makes yeah. sense. So like it's good to see that, and it also keeps you wondering as well, because like at least you see in like, oh, Sami Zayn is about to come back. That reminds you, oh, Sami Zayn's within the company. Here's something to get look forward to. Oh, Kevin Owens did get hurt a few months ago. He should be coming back real soon. I can't wait to see Kevin Owens and stuff like that. And also, well, I would have, I would have took the surprise better at the Rumble. I agree. But it's like, the, it's those two. Sami Zayn cool, but especially Kevin Owens coming out like at number twenty five or something like that. Or coming out at number one. Come on, dude. I, I would have popped. I feel like Sami Zayn oh. would be the more ideal number one major yeah, pop. He's guy. Apparently coming back at face, which I'm cool with. Like in a way, I hope they don't put them back together. They don't need to be together. Both of them coming back at face, I believe. As long as they're not a tag team, that's my thing. Yeah, it most likely would be a tag team. Keep, uh, I'm just a little. I feel like they ran it through at this point. Mm-hmm. That's just my thing. Like I'm kind of overseeing uh, Owens and Zayn together. It's just I feel like it ran its course at it ran its course. Like keep them distant in a way, but um, mm-hmm. hey, they'll do what they're gonna do at the end of the day. So um, but. I like seeing stuff like that because it gets you hype for something in the future. Like, yeah. yeah, I get making it a surprise, but it's like sometimes you forget about it because it's just like you forget Raw's been mid as hell, mid to yeah. trash. So it gets you something to be excited for during the course of the show as well. And plus, it takes TV time that doesn't really get used properly most of the time anyway. But uh, before we get into SmackDown, what do you think of the call-ups? Oh, the one that's coming now. Yeah, EC three is gonna be the, the 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 bigger one out of all. Agreed. I don't know how old Lars Sullivan is, but uh, they gonna WWE really gonna realize that they got a diamond in the rough and got um what you would call it EC three. Uh, no, no, not that EC three gonna be good. I'm talking about like it brought a stumble when it comes to fans accepting the big dude that's just thumping over niggas. Like, that's, that's a very old mantra that's getting older by the time we do it. Like, we haven't had so many niggas just squash as soon as they come in and just squash, 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 squash random talent. That now we're about to see it again, and now we're going to be like, oh, what are you going to do? If that nigga comes too raw, and then you have two just overly big monsters running probably the IC and the WWE title, I mean, the Universal title, right? And I'm just going to be like, what's the point? Because it's going to be hard to beat. But, um... That woman, she's going to be fodder. Uh, Nikki Cross, if she goes to SmackDown, it's just because of sanity and stuff like that. Agreed. If she stays on Raw, then, you know, that'll be a nice woman in the division. Uh, uh, who else? Um, who oh, that tag team. Uh, Heavy Machinery? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they're going to be fodder. Um, that I'm was sorry. It. That's it? Yeah, they, Heavy Machinery is definitely going to be fodder. 
Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. No, no, nobody yeah, else. Yeah, it was those six. It was uh, EC3, the, uh, I forgot the woman's name, Nikki, Nikki Cross, Cross uh, Heavy Machinery, and uh, Lars. So, but we already knew Lars thing. Like, that's, yeah, <laughs> like, that, that's, that's a wait and see with it overall. But mm-hmm. I feel like EC3 is definitely going to be the bigger, like, he's going to be the best one amongst everybody. Like, the man ran post AJ Styles TNA pretty much with Bobby Lashley, but yeah. the man is really freaking talented. Like, extremely talented. And, and he got faces to hate. Yeah, he has a very a face you can really much hate. Like, the few times I was watching TNA, I was like, I really don't like this guy, but at the same time, he's really good at what he does. So, and he's improved as well. So, shout out to yep. NXT, always doing what they do best. But I feel like with EC3, he has potential to be like that, that Miz, that Miz type guy where he runs the mid card. But and because of his dedication, he will get like a few like title shots, and don't be surprised if he pops up in the main event every now and then type situation. He he got it written over. It's just that you know this man gonna have to get over the fact that I need a big burly dude as the face of the company. He's gonna have to get over that and learn out. Wait till Roman come back. But put it on people like Seth. Put it on people like, you know, when Alice the Black come out and stuff like that. Until, you know, because I'm all for Roman being the face. Because we see how that ends up when Roman's not the face. Okay, how much the fans hate it. We get some trash, WWE. But, uh, so, you know, me personally, EC3, I'm, I'm all for it. It's just they have an influx of talent coming in that, you know, come You have to figure out how to properly use. Now, I, I, I after Mania, uh, a lot of people we might know and love might not be working for WWE anymore. Yeah, like a lot of people might get future endeavors. Um, yeah, it's it's um, gonna be a it's gonna be a real interesting like post Mania week fire. because like it's gonna be some people will be like, whoa, okay, I'm yeah. surprised they got fired. Like, damn, so and so got fired. Damn, that's effed up. Like. It's going to be some people, and even for WWE, it's going to be like, it's going to be tough, but you have to ha- have something in place, like, for these new guys. Because, like, this next class, like, this is just like your mid-NXT, like, okay, we we can do something with these six people right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they have, a, they have a place. Like, EC3, you can throw in the mid-card. And I feel like mm-hmm. even though I feel like he'll be best with SmackDown right now, but I feel yeah, like he's definitely gonna go to Raw. Mid-time. I feel like he's going yeah, to Raw, but yeah. I feel like SmackDown will be the best place for EC3 right now. And Nikki Cross screams Raw in my book for some reason, but I feel like she's yeah. gonna end up on SmackDown. Um, but I would say everybody else like is they fit where they're gonna fit. Like they Vince McMahon feels like he knows what the hell he's doing so but mm-hmm. but i would say what was i about to say but like damn what was i about to say oh yeah but with like overall the talent i feel like it, it's going to make it it i feel like the structure of things would be a lot better especially for raw 
if the universal title is there because yeah. you have your hierarchy of like these are your set people who will go after this belt no matter what and then your mid card is a lot more stable because they know okay the IC title isn't going to be held by insert main event star here cough cough Seth Rollins mm-hmm. and not everybody yeah will Seth Rollins fight anybody damn skippy but like you know you like if you're gonna win that belt it's like okay like you know you're gonna get your matches for it but it's like am I gonna actually hold that belt are they gonna give me a free chance to actually have a cool reign with the belt that's the thing so like yeah. I feel like for raw sake once the universal title comes back to TV on a consistent basis, which I feel like hurts the the show in itself because now the IC title is the focus, like for majority of the year. But regardless, I feel like it's going to help. Things going to settle a lot better once the championships are properly placed mm. in the right people's uh on the right people but also so that way you can properly structure who's mid card who's main event and who's gonna be your low card slash choppers which is important uh um but we can go into smackdown yeah smackdown is smackdown to smackdown if you can have a way to have aj AJ Styles slowly slowly taking a back seat and have a Daniel Bryan and Mustafa Ali and all the Daniel Bryan is probably he's getting up there to be one of the best heels of the company in terms of entertaining. Mm-hmm. Calling nigga, calling niggas fickle. Um. So in terms of we yeah, are yeah, both of us. <laughs> in terms of um, in terms of like SmackDown is SmackDown is is good. Uh. They have so much that they can um, build on in terms of you know what they got cooking up or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's I I I I'm, I don't see anything wrong with going to happen with Smack. I mean, I don't see anything they can even like what you call it. Um, anything they can uh, make better, just you know. The tag team division in which they about to do because Sanity made they Sanity and Witcher McCarthy because they got so complacent. Now every all the fans was kind of like, nigga, why not getting this? Uh, what you call it? What's that team called? The um, uh, Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson. Why are we not getting? I literally uh, forgot the they were on SmackDown. Yeah, and then other fans was like, why getting Sanity? These are two teams that can help, even if you're going to keep the belts on the bar. Two teams that can help it feel entertaining, mm-hmm. and we got them coming up. So, and let me tell you, this, Killian Dane is a savage, Chris. So, if they do get the belts, you're going to become a huge fan of Killian Dane. Um, what else? Uh, that's it. Like the women's putting the belt on Oscar, it's just going to be hard to find a contender. And no, I'm not dealing with a heel Naomi because it's, it's not the thing about. It. Just the thing about a black woman, I mean, not a black woman, a black person stepping into the ring with a mic in their hand in WWE. Sometimes the stuff don't end up right. So, and then her. We can't talk. Then talking her versus Oscar in like a promo battle. And I'm not about to have that. It's (laughs) cringy. 
it's cringy. Because, like, uh, it's cringy. Uh, she, how are Becky Lynch going to go against each other at the Rumble? But after the Rumble, you know, who's going to go for Oscar title? It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be something to see. Um, what I was about to say, um, uh, let me think. I think that's it for me. Um, well, one I, last thing I did want to talk about was since at this point we're into the road to Mania, WrestleMania, what Mania. Yeah, yeah, our predictions. So I'm going to go first. Ooh. So clearly I don't see Braun Strowman leaving uh, the Rumble mm-hmm. with the belt. If he do, it's because Brock Lesnar passed all his UFC tests and he's good to go. And he's going to say, F y'all, niggas. But until then, uh, I doubt that's going to happen. And so Brock is going to hold on to the belt. AJ's, I mean, not AJ. I mean, Seth is slowly going to go into the, I think Seth is going to win the Rumble. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I feel like Seth is going to win the Rumble. If if it's not him. It's Drew. It's Drew McIntyre. And then from there, we'll get the tease of Drew versus um, Brock and or Seth, one of the two. And then meanwhile, I feel like Dean is going to hold on to the belt going to Samania. I don't know who he's going to go against. Probably, if you're looking at like the state of it, probably EC3 or Lars Sullivan. Because you're looking at the state of Raw's mid-card. But you also got to factor in Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is coming back, too. Both yeah, they'll probably, probably just throw the ladder match out. Yeah, it might be a ladder match for the uh, Intercontinental belt. It's possible. But yeah. I feel like no matter what, I don't see whoever wins the Rumble for Raw and they get Brock. It's not going to be a triple threat match. Like They're going to, of course, going to tease... Brock versus Seth slash Drew McIntyre the whole time. Mm. But going in by, I want to say, after Elimination Chamber, where Brock once again survives, he is going to lead to, it's going to turn into a triple threat somehow or a fatal four away. Like, just that way you keep Brock strong, but also you're able to set somebody up for success. And. My vote is slowly leaning towards Seth being that guy. I'd be shocked mm-hmm. if it's Braun. I'd be even more shocked if it's Drew. But I feel like if Drew wins r- wins the Rumble, then that means they're fine with him being that guy. But he's mm-hmm. not getting in the pin over Brock. That's dead. That's dead. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And in terms for the women's side of things for all, Becky and Charlotte's going to uh going to Raw and they're gonna fight Ronda. That plain and simple. Plain and simple. Yeah, it's gonna now I think Becky's gonna fight uh Naya. Um I think she's gonna fight Naya, uh, because you know, Naya Jack had to do something. And it's a story behind Naya giving her a concussion, she's not gonna be able to go against Ronda, stuff like that. You know, they're doing a good job of teasing. That maybe it could be like a triple threat, but I think they also, you know, know the fans are tired of seeing uh, Becky versus Charlotte. So yeah, like we're going to get. I feel like it's either it's going to be a triple threat between them two and Ronda, 
going to Mania, but I won't be mad if it's Becky versus Nia Jax and Charlotte gets her rematch against uh, Ronda. It depends, but I feel like the smart thing is just let that be a triple threat match. And but like I do see both of them flipping over the raw solely mm-hmm. because like what's there left for them to do at SmackDown? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like it, it's nothing left for them to do at SmackDown, and then on top of that, like so from there, like I feel like because like. It's really unfortunate that Natalya and Ronda is going to fight at Mania. I mean, at the Rumble. <laughs> it's very much unfortunate. But I feel like uh-huh. Charlotte is going to interfere. Because normally, you know, at this point, like, after the Rumble, they really don't give a damn about um, brands, the brand split in a way. Uh-huh. So, like, I would that way you'll start seeing both of them pop up on the show. So that way, and then it's going to get to a point and be like, you know what, these hoes is on Raw. So, hey. Um, yeah. And they're just going to tease it from there. Becky gets her vengeance against uh, Nia Jax eventually. And then we get the Becky versus uh, Charlotte. You dig? Now, for SmackDown, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. Because I don't know who you put against Daniel Bryan. Uh, you put, you can either go Mustafa Ali, you can go Mia. For Mania? Yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever, you know. You, you got to think about it, G. Like, you, you put in a big stock against Mustafa, for Mustafa Ali, G. And it's a decent stock. Like, it's, it's, it's many ways that you can dwell that. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can, you can uh, put Mustafa Ali in there. You, you, can, you can throw him in, you can throw him in, you know, Decent foreign star come in and um, you know get money through that way. You can you can do it in a, a and, and he know how to wrestle. Yeah, he can really he, he can go. Wrestle, wrestle. He can go. And if you want just a, a, a decent day Brown match, you put them two together and have them go at it. But if it's not Mustafa Ali, you can do Shinsuke again. Finn Balor going to um, yeah. Finn Balor is a collision course at this point. <laughs> You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like I I said, uh, Finn Balor is a collision course to SmackDown, so I wouldn't be shocked that that happens either. Like, if if Finn Balor actually jumps to SmackDown before Mania, Uh like, hell, let's just say he wins the Rumble and he says, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to SmackDown. Yeah. Damn, Brian, I'm coming for your fade. Cool. We get get teases of that, and then that's... From there, you could build up a good way to build him up uh, as a legitimate, like, main event threat. Like, yeah, we know he's beat Roman, we'll have to bam, but, like, you have to make it fresh for people. Like, the three-month rule is kind of real in wrestling in a way. He beat Roman, yeah, cool, but that was a long-ass time ago. Yeah, he won the Universal title long-ass time ago. Brock Lesnar had it for years now. Come on now. Um... So, like, I feel like you could build him up, go against AJ or Samoa Joe, going into Mania to test, like, hey, okay, uh, will he able to beat Brian and stuff like that. But I, w- I would love to see that. That would be a really, really showstopper yeah. match at Mania. Let's see. I feel like Shinsuke has to lose the belt eventually. No, he's going to lose it to, uh, who he going to get? 
I didn't know he was going against anybody. <laughs> He's going against Russo. I think it already happened. Let me see. Because the Christmas show um, is whatchamacallit. Oh, yeah. The, uh, let's see. The Christmas show is Tate. Yeah, I know, but I don't think... They they would have been said like that type of spoilers though. No, I I think I pretty much I think I seen it. Hold on, let's see. E U S champion. Let's see. Just look out there, Rusev won the belt. Let's see. Rusev. Because if Rusev has the belt, it makes a huge difference. Wins U.S. title. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, no, no, that's from years ago. Um. Oh, yep. Yeah, it says Shinsuke win. Uh, yeah, Shinsuke lost. Oh, okay. All right, yep. Okay, yep, you was right. That confirms it. I didn't know that. Cool. That changes everything, man. <laughs> uh, Rusev is heel of face. He's face. Okay. What do you do? Because now he can actually do a lot now, and Rusev is still pretty much over. Like, like he's that Rusev Day thing ain't never gonna die. He's gonna die. He's gonna die with the belt. With him with the belt. Mm. He's one of those stars. He's like Damian Sandow. You chant for him, he gets what you want. Do you stop cheering for him, and do you blame the company? Now that like, I'm in one of those situations where I don't blame the company for everything that freaking happens. With somebody not being able to get over, mm-hmm. but uh, like with with Rusev, he's he, he's gonna be that situation where you be like, eh. you know, people are gonna stop caring. You right. He would definitely gonna stop caring. You right. Like, and a part of me feel like it's just to rebuild up the U.S. belt. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if if Rusev has it by Mania. I'd be shocked, but. I feel like this is an opportunity for my man's Almas yeah, to get exactly. in the picture, get the belt, whether it's at Elimination Chamber or before then, because he's due. Like, my man, like, if they're doing this, we're going to see stars get opportunities that we want to see. Almas is one of those niggas, G. Yep. He's one of those guys that need that chance, and I feel like this is a perfect opportunity because, for one, I know Rusev is going to be a. Is a is a good worker. So like he's going to defend the belt often enough, including on TV. So it gives opportunity for people like Amis. Cause there's a lot of talent on SmackDown still that I'm probably not even thinking about right now, but yeah. even like, and plus Rey Mysterio might be in the picture as well too. So those who I can possibly see going in by then, like they'll give Rey Mysterio's one final run. Oh, don't be surprised if Rey Mysterio fights uh, Daniel Bryan at Mania either. Mm. <laughs> don't be surprised. <laughs> it may happen. Um, but yeah. Nah, so. I, I wouldn't even be mad. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad either. Like, it'd be like their last, hey Ray, Ray, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for coming back, my little nigga. Um, here, take this. <laughs> so... But yeah, like I wanted, I'm trying to think what, and I don't know what the hell to do with the tag team scene. Like both of them are kind of, both shows is dry because I'm tired of seeing, what SmackDown is just New Day, Bar, Usos. Raw, I don't give a fuck about none of those teams. 
I mean, tag teams. I love, like, I love the, uh, god dang it, why did I just forget their names? Uh, them big Samoan niggas. Help me out here. Arthur's of Pain? Yeah, Arthur's of Pain. Like, I like them, but come on now. Like, they're not Samoan. Them niggas, like, Arabic. Mexican. I don't know. They're, not, they're like Arabic. Like, we're Arabic. Oh, okay. Arthur's of Pain. I'm a fan. I don't know who y'all are. I mean, in terms of what y'all want to consider yourselves as race. Nationality. Nationality. Whatever. I'm a fan. Mexican. Dominican. Middle Eastern. <laughs> y'all cool in my book. Regardless. I don't like it, it, both tag team scenes. I don't know. It's more like wait and see type thing. But, um, yeah, like in terms of we're in that road to mania, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where things go from here. Really interesting. Because I feel like the the end goal, I feel like coming out of mania is to get the belt off Brock to somebody yeah. who can carry the company, who who can carry the company until for one Roman gets back and also until you can at least uh what's the work thing I'm thinking about uh, or until you can at least establish establish the belt with somebody you can establish universal title with from here on that's like that's why I feel like they need to uh, work on honestly. Like that should be the end goal. Get the belt off Brock and put it on somebody who can help establish the belt, or at least establish a star using the belt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. Like we're at that point of wrestling where it's like you, it's cool to be in. It's I won't say it's cool, but you can be excited because of all the possibilities that's gonna come. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anything else? Uh, oh, John Jones, you want to go over that? <laughs> that nigga got tested for some gang banning substance, but he's still gonna have that fight in L.A. Battle. Yep. So we still uh, getting that Nevada. fight. Um, Nevada doesn't like that man because I guess he tested. It's reports that he tested twice. So I, I um, it's reports that he tested twice. So it's a possibility that he can be, you know. It could just be he's getting either tainted with something or freaking God. It's gonna be a possibility that he's getting tainted with something. Or like he got a um somebody tainted it's it, it's weird because nobody knows that. And um uh-huh. Yeah, because I, I gotta look it up because the thing he got tested for, they said they found slight remains of it still. So yeah. it could be like he could have been off of it, but it's like that type of drug that takes a really, really yeah. long time to yeah. get out your system. Yeah. So, so yeah, because they said it wasn't like alarm. It, it was alarming, but it wasn't like a like oh shit, like yeah, this nigga failed. It's more like mm-hmm. yo, uh, we gotta look into this. And like, yeah. I'm not mad at Dana White because this is your last uh, UFC event of the year. And it's a pretty big, big one because it's John Jones' return. Yeah. So, but at the same time, if I'm him, I'm frustrated as hell. I'm <laughs> like, nigga, yeah. can you help me as I'm trying to help you, folk? When did it, it's that that event is big. It's not even. Uh, what you gonna call it? Um, you got Cyborg going against um, 
Amanda Nunes introduced the chick who beat Ronda Rousey worse than Holly Holmes did. Mm. So that's gonna it's a good card if that's yeah, just John Jones be tweaking folks. So uh it's weird. And he's gonna and they, and they said they're gonna shuttle bus the people that come to the uh Las Vegas thing, they're gonna shuttle bus them to LA or something like that. So niggas who pay for their tickets still going to see the show. Just a matter yeah, of they like, say if they you don't wanna there. yeah, if cause they say refunds are available, so Yeah. What be dumb if you uh, I just think, bro. I don't think um, the John Jones would be able to ever fight in Las Vegas. Again. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Yeah. Which would be yeah. rather unfortunate, but hey. definitely unfortunate. It would, but it is what it is. Like John Jones, just stay clean, my nigga. Smoke weed, damn. Just be a normal nigga. Like it's literally Can't like all. You said what? Can't do that in the UFC either. Can't smoke weed. No. Damn. Man, so not in contest, not doing no. Oh, okay. Not doing Man, that's unfortunate. Maga ass sport, it is, I see, huh? But anyway, that's that's an episode on that note. Um this is Threes from the Ring, your boy Chris J. Make sure you do follow us on Facebook, No Chill on the Podcast for all teams. Feel free to follow me on Twitter for a lot of sports talk at deep underscore Chris underscore J. Um we're probably not gonna do an episode next week because of the holidays. It really depends how we feel. Because like we got a big podcast in store for Black Otaku, so like be on the lookout for that. Like that may be our actually year year in roundup review of everything. So we may not do a, a three from the ring next week, but much appreciated if we end up do. If we do, it might be just a really quick. Short episode, if anything. Yeah, it depends. It and really depends. I just talk about the Christmas games. Yeah, like if anything, like it, let's just say, like the Warriors and the Lakers was just that goddamn lit. Or oh, God forbid, yeah. the uh, <laughs> the uh, the Blazers and the Jazz go to ten overtimes. Then yeah, Greek you'll get episode. Oh yeah, and Greek Freak literally drops uh freaking a hundred and two points. Oh yeah, then we'll talk. We'll have a laugh. We'll do a quick, like, oh, my God episode. So, but, yeah. So, but we appreciate you guys for listening. Definitely be on the lookout for uh, this episode, episode 11. And then also be on the lookout for the new uh, episode 6 of Black Otakus of the Culture. And definitely be on the lookout for our end of the year episode for Black Otakus of the Culture. Because we got something big and amazing for, for that. But if this is the last Threes of the Ring episode of the year... Then we definitely appreciate you guys, and we will. You definitely hear a lot more basketball takes next year, and we do got a lot of big things coming next year for No Chill Media as a whole, like in terms of just elevating and exp- expanding the brand as a whole. Like, be on the lookout, G, on the real dead ass. Mm-hmm. But this your boy Chris J signing out. Peace.